Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Three Dad Bods with Brent, Carl. I don't know if Sean will be around here lady, later, but we've got a special guest with us. Um, a a female guest definitely does not have a dad bod. She has been, if those of you who have grown up in our neighborhood, this is a person that can go by one name. There's Sting, there's Prince, um, there's Bono. She grew up in a neighborhood full of boys. She was our big sister. She kept us in line. She was like herding kittens in a wild pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners, we have the great Lorene with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure. Are you gonna clap? Are you gonna class it up a little bit, Lorene? Because I get you know these two are hard to deal with sometimes. Um, never have I ever had my name and the word class in the same sentence. So it's probably a big <laughs> already, no. It, you're already making an impact. I can see already. <laughs> Brent actually shaved. Which is a first, and wow. uh, and combed his hair. I think so. I'm impressed. Nice. Now, when he says shaved, I always shave my face every day, but it's the genitalia that I shaved today in preparation oh. for you being on today. So nice. Well, hopefully yes, I get to see fresh and clean. Later. Yes, beautiful, crisp breeze going through it, and I'm refreshed, <laughs> ready to go. Lovely. Because <laughs> it's so humid, with the hot where you're at. Oh God! Get the cornstarch like, out. Jeez, it's like this, this, it's the new, it's, there is such a thing as humid titties. So Ew. I'm just saying that it happens to men and women. It's terrible. Oh, I don't know how you can handle that. <laughs> Cannot stand doing, the humidity. It's been a long time since I saw you. How many years? I know, I agree. So... Well, yeah. at least we're getting dry heat where we're at. So, Thankfully. Oh, there's Shawnee. All right. Hey, Sean. Hi, Sean. Hey. You like at a strip club or something? You got sunglasses <laughs> on, leaning back. You got a lap dance going on or something? Hey, my hammock. Can you, can you pick something out you of the nose right there? You got you got a bat in a cave right there. Can you can you get that out? All right. No, I, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of do. That's all right. Why don't Whatever. I see him? Uh, you know, know, you're blessed, Lorene. You're very <laughs> blessed for not seeing him. So nice. <laughs> are, are we recording? We are. Yeah, yes. Recording. You jumped Sean. on three minutes late, Sean. So congratulations. Hello. Um, oh, there we go. That's better. So we, Sean. So let's get things going here. I I do have a a strange news story to start out with, and then and then we'll jump in with Lorene. Um, Are we recording? Yes, we already... John, yes, we're recording. Sorry about so, that. So, I have to edit guys, yeah. um, we, we all know the situation going on in California. Um, you know, there's been a lot of crime that's, that's come up. Theft is at an all-time high. But this one, guys, th this story really, really has me concerned. This is from the Sky News. An aggressive sea otter is caught on camera stealing surfboards in California. To add to the already heinous crimes and everything, we've got sea otters stealing surfboards from surfers in California. In at least four separate incidences, 
incidents, the otter has climbed onto surfboards, biting and scratching people. In some cases, the mammal's behavior was so aggressive, the surfers had to abandon their boards and swim to shore. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service posted a sign along the Santa Cruz coastline warning of an aggressive sea otter in this area. Mark Woodard, a photographer who goes by native Santa Cruz on Twitter and Instagram, has been sharing videos and photos of the sea otter snatching and riding these boards. It may seem cute and funny, but it's getting to be very dangerous, he wrote. I'm afraid that the sea otter, which was born in captive and released when it was old enough, will have to be captured at a rescue and put into a rescue sanctuary. So, very, very disturbing news. Not only are the humans it's running amok, money. but the sea otters are running amok in California. Are they, uh, <laughs> going to, the surf shops, are they going to put the uh, surfboards behind glass, uh, ca- uh, glass uh, cabinets? And uh, you only can touch the surfboard when the attendant comes up and, you know, because that's what they're doing at the Walgreens and the Seriously? in San Francisco right now. Um, I don't think the everything, otters are going every, in. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, everything is behind locked door now oh, wow. at all the stores, especially in San Francisco. So, yeah, because there's so much theft. I mean, it's just like, you know, people and just come in and take whatever the hell they want. If it's under $900, you can't report it. Wasn't that a brilliant law? Well, they can't be. A, well, they can't well, be they right. I know, they're idiots, sir. They, they won't prosecute it if it's uh, under $900, so people are just going nuts. Right. <laughs> get in and get my eight ninety nine, baby. I guess, yeah, there was a news report this morning that, that Market Street, every restaurant on that street, it's a famous street in San Francisco, is closed oh. now. Oh, yeah. They, they, That's terrible. They, they're, yeah. Well, I heard they, they were having rampant problems with um, in San Francisco with human waste. On the street, so they were thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except like for not smell of semen, I hope. Um, so they were bringing in mass, so disgusting, on um, so many different only... porta potties, which to me is just wow. So levels, but Gross. apparently there was places that were actually going out of business because of the human waste. Yeah, what do sailors too. actually smell like? I mean, I, I'm curious now because you know. You actually, know <laughs> wrong semen, Lorraine, Carl. You wrong and, semen. You, you and Carl are the. Lorraine, you and Carl are the <laughs> only ones that know what semen smells like. So. <laughs> oh, it was a previous conversation that Brett and I had about a guar concert <laughs> and. I, I got suckered into going to a guar concert, and I ended up leaving smelling like I had just got covered in semen. It was horrible. It was so disgusting. If you, that's nasty. Who, who knew that? <laughs> who knew that guar was a bukkake? Who knew I mean, that who I knew? was? So. Fantastic. Oh yeah, it gosh. was. <laughs> guar. Hey, so who who is guar? Oh. My friend, what, what's, what the hell? You, you gotta look him you up. You don't know, Carl. You, G-W-A-R. G-W-A-R. Uh, I wouldn't call him heavy metal. They're oh. uh, theatrical metal. They all dress up in in these. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They are pretty heavy, though. They're like a thrash, but like they're like an With extreme kiss. 
and and Muppet ah. theatrics. Yes. Okay, cool. just to tell you, the semen came out of a giant penis that they sprayed over the audience. If that tells you anything. Yeah, the, the whole ah. the whole concert was. That's, yes. That's not very exciting. Yes. Well, it maybe was. for some people. <laughs> they even made it smell? <laughs> wow. That's scary. That makes you wonder. I yeah. had a brand new pair of boots on that got upchucked on. It was fabulous. I have never Ooh. been so happy to leave a concert in my entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was, that's yeah. terrible. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, with that in mind, um, all right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Lorraine, we invited you on here because yes. you recently had a procedure done. And I was hoping you kind of share, you know, what happened. So, maybe start with what led you to decide for it what the procedure was and then kind of, you know, share how it went and, you know, kind oh, of you. uh, how you're doing now. I mean, you look um, fantastic. Okay. Look so a, a few years ago, I Annie's house and on the West side, they had was out in my front yard. And if any of you are familiar with uh, the neighborhood, I live in Mary of this gigantic hedge that runs the entire length of the house. And I went out to trim it and I had bought a brand new um, trimmer for it. That was, had the lengthy pole on it and everything and spent quite a bit of money on it. And I climbed up on the ladder to trim ladder tipped. I didn't want to uh, bend my new expensive toy. So I chucked it. And while I was chucking it, I went the opposite direction of the ladder and landed straight down on my leg. And yeah, it was a good time. And the weight that I was carrying not only broke my leg and my kneecap, but it severed all of the tendons, not knowing how bad it was that surround your leg. So the ACL, MCL, all of it. Um, um, and because sometimes I'm just stupid, um, my husband came out and I was like, oh, I, you know, put some dirt on it and walk it off. So I got stood up, put some weight on it and my kneecap shifted from my leg. So here's my knee. Here's bottom part of my leg. Oh. Yeah, it was gross. So ended up in the hospital, ended up um, having surgery twice because the the first surgery, they brought in cadaver tendons, which was great. We got that all taken care of. But then my leg locked. So then they have to put you under anesthesia to bend your leg and break through all that scar tissue. Um, And because my leg is... uh Uh-huh. Real, real quick, real quick, just a quick question. So having a cadaver's, mm-hmm. a, a different person's tendon in there, do you ever worry that that person was a murderer and you will start, your leg will start just randomly it, murdering It could people? happen. I would not be at all surprised. You know, who knows what goes uh, on when I'm sleeping. I was, yeah. was, was going to ask, 
No. Did they have a menu? No, I wish they had. That would have been cool because I would have, like, taken, like, you know, an athlete. (laughs) Um, the ballerina one? So, after that, (laughs) you're fine. After that, I had to get a uh, special brace made for my leg. All the doctor kept saying was, make sure when you go in to get that brace, you tell them how huge your leg is. Make sure you tell them how massive your leg is. Which is always such a nice thing to hear from a doctor. So, got that taken care of. And then my dad started going medically downhill. And if you all know me, you know I've always taken care of my parents. Well, I couldn't. I was exhausted all the time. I couldn't get around. Um, Climbing a flight of stairs was felt made me feel like I was going to have a heart attack. So as my dad is progressively dying, he's concerned about my weight. And of course I am too. I've got a, a, a husband, I've got a child. I, I would like to be around to see my child grow up. So after my dad passes, I was like, okay, enough is enough. I had bought the largest pair of pants I have ever bought in my entire life. They were a size 26, which is a good size. I was up to 323 pounds, which when you've got a frame of 5'2", you're pretty much at that point, you're, you're a beach ball. Um, I was, couldn't walk more than five feet. My, my house has stairs that go into the basement. I couldn't go into the basement anymore. It was, I was done. So decided it was time, did a bunch of research, talked to a bunch of friends online, went into uh, Rocky Mountain Bariatric Physicians, met with them. Um, at the time, I also was seeing two other doctors for some other issues. And both of the doctors, without meeting, both of them said, if you don't get this weight off, you'll be dead in, in a couple of years. So, went in. Wow. Oh, it's it's terrifying. I that same it's exact wake terrifying because all I could think of is, <laughs> I'm not going to be is. here because it's, it's too exhausting. So did it. And honestly, it was the best thing I have ever done in my entire life. I mean, there's ups and downs to it, but as it is, is when you're going to be here to take care of my son, I'm not going to see him graduate. What, what kind of a mom am I that I can't even go out and play with this morning? I'm down 130 pounds. Um, I'm down to a size smaller than I was in yeah, high school. Good job. Good job. Um, so, uh, you know, the downside, losing weight rapidly, the clothes that you fit in today, you're not going to fit in tomorrow. So you're constantly having to buy clothes constantly and you're constantly having clothes. Unfortunately, when you're out doing yard work, um, falling off, which has been a treat for the neighbors. So. (laughs) <laughs> what? But, 
That's but, honestly not a bad feeling, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, yeah, it's I'm been, your address. it's been an experience. Yeah. It's had its ups and downs, but oh, I <laughs> would do it a hundred times again. Okay, so. Oh, can you hear me? So what Sean is asking, what what Sean is asking is when you first had it done, um, you had some comments like, "Oh, this is very difficult." Um, you know, it's 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 maybe if you know, maybe I should have gone a different route or something. Did, it, did you have those thoughts? Like what? what so m maybe kind of go through what you had done and then how you felt afterwards. Okay. Um, I had what they call a gastric bypass. So what they do is, um, let's say, let's say, uh, let's say this is your stomach. Okay. So you have your esophagus comes down into the top part of your stomach. Here's your stomach and it goes down into your in clip about intestines. What they do is they, that much of your stomach off. They sew it. That part is attached now. So, yeah. So you go from eating whatever you want to the most I can eat now wow. oh, in wow. one sitting is to your intestines. So the rest of your stomach is over here and you've got this stomach right here. The stomach you are left with is about the size of a ping pong ball, about the size of a mouse. Wow. And wow. so basically starting with a brand day, new child's stomach. <laughs> oh yeah. Per day, you want to get in between 40 and 60 grams of protein. Yeah. Which when you've got a stomach this small. It's all of it. Is, it's all you're doing is yeah. protein. Protein, protein, protein. Yeah. And that that's really difficult. You start finding things that have protein in it. Um, yeah. There's a lot of research involved. One of the things that they really don't tell you about, and I wish they did because it just it scared the bejesus out of me. When you eat, if you eat too much or you eat something that your body says, nope, not going to do, you have these, you have what's called the foamies. And what that is, is your body encapsulates. Yeah, it's gross. Encapsulates it in the, the best term I can use is like a loogie. Yeah. And forces Holy. it back out. It's like a regurgitation. Yes. Yeah. So, there are certain things that you may have ate before that you want to try. So my thing, I can't, there's nothing in the dairy family, um, ham, pork family, other than uh, cheese that right. before I didn't have a problem with. Now I can't do it. Because of all that fat, They right? do prepare you for six, yeah. not ham. But, right, right. Pork, can't do it. It, it comes right back weeks prior you are on a, a specialized diet where you are eating three times a day of course um but you are uh, you are having 
certain things that you can eat because you are trying to reduce the size of your stomach, deflate it, but you're also cleaning out your liver because the liver is what causes the most problems after the surgery. The day before, which you will be so excited about, the day before, you can have whatever you want. And they tell you, eat some eggs, eat some bacon, get that protein going. Because once you're in the hospital and you have that surgery afterwards, you have zero appetite. Because what they have cut off is the part of your stomach. I mean, not only are they making it smaller... But it's also the part that generates the chemicals that cause you to be hungry. So I no longer have hunger. That urge. Right. Yeah. Which is which is great, but at the same time, you're trying to get all this protein into your system when you don't remember you're hungry. Mm-hmm. And as somebody that was well over 300 pounds, there was never a time that I was n- not hungry. And there was never a time I didn't remember to eat. Yeah. Now my husband has to remind me to eat. Um, but let me tell you, you go a year, things that I never thought I would be able to do. The energy is out of this world. I, That's no, fantastic. No. Yeah. Now, Lorraine, yeah. real quick, I have a question. Sure. So when you first went through the surgery and now I heard through the grapevine that you weren't extremely happy the first few weeks or month. Was that just because of the recovery was kind of difficult or the recovery um, is harsh because you are in pain, not an extreme amount. And it's more of you're super uncomfortable but to get rid of this uncomfortable feeling, you got to get up and move. You got to get up and walk. Well, when I'm already at that weight and I couldn't walk before, now I've got to walk and I've got five little incisions in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it, it, you're exhausted. I mean, you are, anybody that's had surgery knows after the surgery, you're exhausted. You've got that anesthesia right. then, in your body and it takes a while. Um, then add after that three months into it, your body goes, yeah, you don't need that hair. Oh geez. Yeah, yeah that's right. By chunks. The hair goes. Yeah. Well, I don't have to worry about that. Well, true. You know, Good point. Already. You know, oh, yeah. but I mean, it's coming out the first time that my hair came out, I was literally washing my hair, looked down and I had two handfuls of hair, oh, not just terrifying. pieces. Oh, it was, it was, it was horrible. And it comes out like that every single day. So you've got exhaustion, you've got loss of hair, you've got these foamies that happen and good times, nausea that anything can, can cause the nausea. And it's not the nausea that you're normally at, it's the nausea that you get right before you throw up. That's how it starts. It doesn't build up to it. You just have it. So my brother said, he says same thing. He's had, he had the sleeve Uh and uh, yeah, we went out just 
two weeks ago in Florida, and I mean, he can have a chicken wing. Yep. And he can have, like, he had the uh, one piece of sushi. Yeah. And, <laughs> Can't I mean, have rice. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. the other thing that they tell you is you have to chew, 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 because you need to be able to get it down into that pouch. Being raised with seven brothers and two sisters, when you sat down to the table, if you didn't scarf your food down, somebody else was going <laughs> to scarf it down for you. So I wasn't used to that whole chew, chew, chew thing. Oh, let me tell you, there is nothing more terrifying than when you swallow something and you feel it sit on top of that opening. You know, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't go into the opening. You can just see, you can just feel it sitting there. So now you have the option of waiting or getting it back out. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's I mean, scary. it's, it is a, you're not going to die. It will go into that pouch, but it is a terrifying experience the first few times you have it because yeah. you think yeah. I'm, I'm going to choke or this is going right. to, something bad's going to happen. Um, one of the experiences a lot of people have, and I was very, very blessed that I didn't have it, is sometimes the opening to the pouch is too small. So then they have to go back in, down through your throat, and put in an expander to open up that opening a little bit more. And they do that while you're awake. Um, Like I said, I was grateful. I was very blessed. I didn't have that problem. Um, There was a few times that I thought we were going to the ER to have that done. Um, But I didn't have that problem. And they do tell you within a year, you'll go from... Eating, you know, the size of a ping pong ball to a cup. But, I mean, if you think about it, if you go your entire life and you can sit down and you can eat, you know, a 16-ounce steak, throw on a salad, have a baked potato, all the biscuits you can have, couple that with, you know, as much liquid as you can get in of sushi. And to your body, and then you go to, like you said, a chicken wing and a piece of, and you don't drink 30 minutes before, and you don't drink while you're eating, and you don't drink 30 minutes afterwards. Huh. Wow. I mean, it's, it's. Now, one question I had. If you are not. My brother uh noticed. So he, he got his in September of last year. He's lost. He's, he's gone from three. 75 down to, no, maybe it wasn't that much. It's 330, 340. He's now 230. So he's lost a lot. He looks great. Mm-hmm. But I noticed a lot. he was always tired. Um, and I was asking him, what's going on? He's like, well, I don't know. He says, I, I it, because I think, uh, what are they called? Macros mm-hmm. um, become very critical, don't they? And, with you right now once you've dropped that weight. Oh, absolutely. Is that that correct? Yeah. I mean, they, one of the things that you have to get used to is your body will never have the absorption rate that it did before with food, especially with your brother with having the sleeve because he has no stomach now. So your body doesn't give 
the opportunity to have that food in there to break down, to absorb and release all of those um, vitamins that you need. So you are going to be taking a large amount of vitamins for the rest of your life. So I take two multivitamins, two vitamin Ds, two collagen, two protein, two vitamin Bs, and I can't remember the other thing, but I take daily 12 pills. Mm. Yeah, like this horse pill. He let me have one too. Was it a chewable? It wasn't bad. Yeah, it was actually tasty. Yeah. Um, There are bariatric vitamins that you can take that usually you'll have, uh, depending on what you're lacking, they'll have iron or not have iron. Um, My body is one of those that says, yeah, we're not taking that because that's disgusting and it will just come back up. So I just, I get to take the, just the over the counter Costco variety. Um, But you keep in mind, you've now taken a handful of pills. You're not going to eat. Your stomach's already full. Uh Um. Wow. And you have to watch that because one of the things, especially with the um, the sleeve, with the exhaustion, there is a debilitating disease you can get if your body does not have those vitamins that is very similar to a cross between Alzheimer's and MS. You'll yeah. lose the yep. ability to walk. You'll lose the ability to think. Um they will pump you full of vitamins. You'll get back the mental part, but the physical part will always be gone. Physical part's gone. Yeah. So you have so to be ask, very, very careful of that. Um, so let, let's back up. So you, you go see the doctor. He gives you this scary news, which, by the way, I wish more doctors were more honest about stuff like that. Yeah, oh, that, I agree. That's what it took for me. It was basically a, look, if you don't change your ways, you're going to die situation so you leave you're terrified trying to figure out what to do you go home to your your husband and and you guys talk and stuff was this the only option that you looked at did you look at other options and if you did look at other options what Mm -hmm. made you decide to go in this direction um well probably not a lot of people know this but um when for my entire life, I have been a diet junkie. I have tried every diet there is. I've done Weight Watchers four times. I've done Nutrisystems. I've done the powder, the MD diet, everything. I mean, everything there is. When I was in high school, um, Dexatrim, which I don't even know if you can buy that anymore. And uh, these little chocolate things that were called AIDS, A-Y-D-S. Which was basically meth. Yes. Dexatrim is straight speed. That's all it is. Um, And I lived on that in high school. I used to come home from high school, work out two hours, eat a salad, have a Diet Coke. That was um, lunch was a Diet Coke and a Snickers bar. Yeah. That's what I ate in high school. That's also why I was 105 pounds. And the crazy thing, the the crazy thing that they don't tell you is that it's that Diet Coke that's holding everything back on you. You know, it's, it's amazing that, you know, you know, we talked about macros earlier, 
mm-hmm. how important macros really are because like you're saying you know not just you so many people go through diets and and most people are like you know what they'll try this thing they'll torture their bodies it won't yep. work after a week you see no results you're not happy you hate it so you go to the next one do the same thing again do the same thing again uh, here comes another one do the same thing again just over and over and over and if we had learned when we were younger about proper eating, not having a, a whole commons area full of chips and soft drinks and all this stuff and, and learn how to manage macros at an earlier age, right. us as the society would be so much better. Oh, Instead okay. of waiting until we get into our 40s and our 50s and then trying yeah. to get rid of all this stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, and having done all of these diets, worked out, gym memberships, everything that you can think of, I finally was at the point after meeting with my doctor that I was like, if I don't get this off now, I'm not going to, I'm just not. I mean, I I know myself well enough to know that if I don't make this life changing decision right now and follow through on it, I'll never do it. I won't be here in a year. Yeah. So I love to be active now. I mean, I love getting outside and doing stuff and all that kind of stuff, but the working out, the eating right, all slid back into horrible habits. Horrible. You have that one bad day, bring on the candy, bring on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What's what's one candy bar? One candy bar is not going to hurt me. Oh, yeah, you know, one, one, one cookie. One I'm okay with that. Me. And you they don't I, tell you, oh. you know, the the low fat, no fat food that you can buy. That's for you. Worst stuff on the planet for you to put in your body. True. I mean, True. it is nothing but chemicals sure. that will, in twenty to thirty minutes, make you twice as hungry as you were before you put that in your mouth. Yeah, you, you know, know we. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying I've given up everything. I mean, I still drink my diet coke. Do I drink a two liter bottle of it a day? No, no. Oh. Yeah, but I I still drink my diet coke. <laughs> I still have Good for you. One of the bad things that they warned you of, or warned me of, is you will have intense sugar cravings. And they're not kidding. I have never they're been a addiction. person that wanted candy or, you know, have a couple of pieces of candy and you're good. Oh, no. I mean, if my body allowed it, I could sit down and shovel gummy bears into my gullet Oh yeah. by the bag full. It is the oh. weirdest thing to have these sugar cravings and... Before, when they would say, oh, you have a sugar craving when you're dieting, go eat something salty, have a pickle or something like that. No, no, it don't. No, that doesn't work. If you want something sugary, you want something sugary. Sean, what right. is that? That's my dog. <laughs> this is dog. Oh. <laughs> bouncing on there. I was like, uh, all I see is this, these two black or- things looking at me and it's these nose. Maureen, what I, I'd like to know mm-hmm. is... Um, now that you've got a lot of this weight off, mm-hmm. um, have you noticed the desire to get out and 
do a lot of those things that you were saying earlier in the podcast that you were um, hoping you could do with your, like your grandkids or, um, and also too, do you have any hobbies right now that you'd like to talk about that, that you've developed physically that you weren't able to do before this, oh, uh, procedure? Absolutely. One thing, I, I don't know if I'd call it a hobby. Um, I do, I'm a teacher's instructional reading aid at my son's school. I am up walking for nine hours plus a day before awesome. the surgery. That would have never happened. That's I honestly, awesome. when I went to Walmart, I'd have to get one of those little scooters just to get around the mm-hmm. store, you know, which all I could think of is how embarrassed is my husband and my son to be seen with me right now? Because I'm one of those people that has to use a scooter. Now, I'm up walking in front of my students nine hours a day. The school he's in has stairs. No problem. I'm, I'm well over putting in 20,000 steps a day. Well over that. That's good. That's um, good. I love being outside. Before, I could, I could maybe vacuum my house and I was done. Now I can clean my entire house and go out and do all the yard work in one day. No problem. You know, um... I love going out. Your mind's clear and everything. Oh, completely. That's the other thing. When you switch from eating all that crap to actually being forced to eat healthy foods, because that's what you need to sustain yourself, your brain works so differently. You are so more alert. You are so more, much more able to function. It's, it honestly feels like you go from being that, 50 plus year old back down to being a 30 year old. Your mental clarity is astronomical. Um, So hobbies, these chemicals, these, these chemicals that they throw in the the grocery store is quickly becoming one of our worst enemies. (laughs) I hate to say it, but you know, this year um, my wife and I, we started doing more shopping at farmer's markets um, going to farms and, and buying fresh produce, going to yes. local butchers and, and farms and, and buying fresh meats that, and then stocking our own yes. freezer with this stuff to avoid all these these chemicals that they just continue to pump and pump. You know, when, when you're walking down an aisle and you see a bag of pepperoni sitting on a on a display, a bag of pepperoni. It's, it's meat. It is flesh. It it is it is just appalling mm-hmm. that this is sitting out in the open like this and it, yeah, it's, it's terrifying on a shelf with with your peanut butter and your canned beans it's just it's stuff yeah. that you know should be refrigerated and if it's got so much preservative in it that they can put it on a yes. shelf why do you want to put that in your body right exactly. i mean other than you know, in hopes that it's going to preserve you well into, you know, which the grave. Which no, no. So, I, I mean, we're the same way. We go to all the farmer's markets, all the fruit stands. Um, fruit Highway here in Utah. Freaking love it. I love that place. Um, go for as much of the non-chemically induced meat as you can get in 
the grocery store. Um, and I do the same thing. I buy as much of it as I can and I put it in my freezer. Great. Um, so did you look at other options then? Where Was there another couple choices for you to, or directions for you to go? I mean, obviously the I dieting, did, but I, you know, you wanted to do this quick. I, so. I looked at, of course, the dieting. I looked at the gastric band, um, which is a band that they put around the top of your it's a plastic band that's uh, filled with saline that they put around the top of your stomach and they can put a needle through your skin into the band and fill it full of saline to close up or they have to take the saline out to open your stomach. Um, Is it the same saline they use for breasts? Yep. For, uh, oh. So it's basically like having a donut breast implant around your stomach, except for it's got hard plastic to it. Um, didn't like that option because I no. don't like needles for one thing. Hate needles. And two, that's a piece of plastic that's in my body forever. Yeah. Yeah. They can't go yeah. in and remove it. They can open it so you have a normal stomach, but that piece of plastic's in there forever. Um, the other option was the sleeve, uh, like Carl's brother had, where they take your esophagus, attach it to your intestines, completely remove your stomach out of your body. Actually, um, actually with his, uh-huh. uh, Lorraine, actually he's gone over in detail, which is kind of gross, but <laughs> even showed me pictures because his wife's a surgeon. Uh-huh. She actually got to hold his stomach after they cut out most no, of it. But, uh, no, no, yeah, no, 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 anyway, no, uh, no. They got not a mantle piece. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, but, it's, uh, I, I thought, thought of that. Basically they're, yeah, but no, he said he he, he said though that it, on the sleeve they actually sew the sew it and then trim it. Yeah, to that pack pack that you're talking about, but it's still a stomach. Yeah, I mean it's got okay. this little sleeve. But it's small. Yeah, it's a little sleeve. Yeah. Um, I thought of that as well, but the idea of it was a twofold decision not to go with it because one. I didn't like the idea of them removing a stomach. Oh. That kind of just just freaked me out. I don't know why, but actually removing your stomach kind of freaked me out. Second thing was um, gastric sleeve. Your weight loss is very rapid. Very, very rapid. Mm-hmm. With the gastric bypass, it's not as rapid, but it is more sustainable over a greater period of time. Uh, What that means is people with the gastric sleeve will see 60 to 80% of all of their weight loss within the first year. But they also have a tendency to put the weight back on more rapid. With the gastric um, bypass, you have you're losing your 60 to 80% of your weight over a longer period of time. But they don't have people that have that don't have the tendency to put the weight on rapidly. Um, So I just, right, right. So I liked the idea of losing it slower because for me, that gave me more opportunity mentally to adjust to this new lifestyle and this new way of eating. Um, You have to learn how to eat again, 
prior to the surgery, during the surgery, and after the surgery. It's a huge, huge learning curve. And with me, Lifestyle. knowing that, one, I'm, I'm never going to go back to the way I was. And two, I'm giving my body that opportunity to learn how to deal with not having that weight works better for me. I want this to be a lifetime commitment. I don't want to go, well, yeah, I'm going to lose all this weight, but gosh, you know, 10 years from now, I'm going to be putting it all back on. I don't want that option. Right. I, I don't want to take that chance. I want to be here until uh, my goal is to be 137 when I finally die. So, <laughs> you know, I, I want to be That's here awesome. for a long, long time. I want to be here long enough that I drive my kid as insane as he has driven me. <laughs> Which I'm sure you're all familiar with. You know, me, I started late, so. Well, hey, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bug out now. You guys continue on, and uh, it was nice seeing you. Nice Irene. seeing you, I'm Carl. Actually, I'm actually really interested in what you've done because, you know, my brother and these two crazy guys are continually pushing me. Like Carl, you got to do something, and I know I do. So um we'll get you there thanks. we'll get you there yeah we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there all right you guys have fun all right bye carl keep this up and going too so that it uploads um all right lorraine so just the three of us now and yeah. i don't know if sean sean are you still with us okay i can nice. and i can see you now well that's unfortunate good Sorry. good good so, so <laughs> so, you know, I, I think you, when we go through these phases, we, we deal with a lot of different emotions. Depression is a huge part. Um, we look at ourselves. We've just been told this information. We're not happy with who we are. We probably haven't been happy for years. We, we know where, what path we've been down. But then... We, we change and, and, and we make these changes in us. And, and I know you mentioned in the beginning, it was very rough. You, you kind of second questioned it, but I think now you're mm -hmm. extremely happy. You, you feel the extra benefits. And I, I think that's one thing, you know, we, we, we talked about, you, you still develop these habits and you still have these urges and stuff. Fighting through those urges is a daily thing. You know, I, I go to the gym Absolutely. daily. I, I go to the gym every day and every single day, I am fighting myself to go to the gym. It's a, mm -hmm. you know what, you went yesterday, you're okay. What's one day going to hurt, you know? But I've gotten to a point now where I don't think about that. I think about the end result, and I think about how incredibly good I feel at the end of going to the gym. I, I feel how good I feel, you know, getting to my target goal, my, my target weight, you know, where I want to be, and then, you know, moving on to the next step. And so I can imagine now at this stage in your life, you're ecstatic. You're looking at yourself. You, you feel wonderful. You've got all this extra energy. You're doing all these things that you didn't realize you couldn't do in the past. And now you're like, I can do, any, I can walk up a flight of stairs and not have yep. to stop halfway up and take a deep breath and then continue on. You know, it's, it's an incredible sense of accomplishment. And, and I mean, kudos to you, Lorraine. Great job. Thank Fantastic you. job. Thank you. What I would like to do, oh, I don't, uh, 
I, my, my next goal, um, I can't even believe I'm saying this when I'm 53 years old. I want to take up MMA fighting. Nice. So I love it. That, that's I, my neighbor I mean, right one. over here, right <laughs> down the street over here. He's, he's really? a SWAT officer. He, he just hit 50. He does MMA. He's done it for years. That's, that's his sense of training, his, yep. you know, getting ready for fights. He, he's got that competitive edge. I love that. And you know what? Oh, yeah. It does not surprise me because I remember growing up, you were the person always involved with wrestling. You yes. knew every wrestler. <laughs> you knew everything about it. When when I, 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 I just remember that about you, that you were and you, you kept up with who was big, who was not, who that like that was your forte was wrestling. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, me at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I'm that way now with UFC. Yeah, I mean, I just I I love it. Um, it's a very physical sport. I'm not real big on the whole hit me in the face kind of thing. Um, you might want to get used to because I just beautiful face here, and I start getting teary eyed just because. That hurts. Um, but the whole idea of the boxing, the ground game, the learning the moves, uh, the physicality of it, just having that adrenaline, I love that. Yes. I, I thought maybe I wanted to do running, but damn, I hate running. Unless there's a big dog or somebody with a gun behind me, I really don't want to run. So, Sean, you're you shaking your head. crazy. For years, for years, I, I hated running. I never was a run. I could run 90 feet. That's the length of a basketball court. That was my <laughs> limit right there. And, you know, the, the, that feeling, I, I just couldn't handle it. I, I, I couldn't go do long distances. And then I joined this, this gym, this Orange Theory Fitness. And they have these treadmills. They're like running on a cloud. It's absolutely fantastic. Doesn't kill your really? and all that. And now, I love running and I love it, it's a different focus because as as they begin running you start off you're good and then there's this point it's about 30 40 seconds after you began running mm -hmm. that you have this 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 want to quit <laughs> if you will yeah. It's, it's this fatigue. It, it consumes my lungs. It consumes my now. The rest of my body's fine. My legs are fine. My my arms are fine. I'm not tired, but my lungs just feel that. And if I get past that, it's only about ten seconds. And once I get past that, then I have this adrenaline that hits into me. And I'm not saying like I can. I'm not a twenty mile runner. I I I don't know if I will ever be that. I've done a couple. You know, five Ks, which are three point two miles. That's my speed. I can handle that. I can do that, mm -hmm. and and it's exciting that you could do that. Where five, ten years ago, I, I mean, if I was running, you should probably start running also because something bad is behind me. Your right. wife, <laughs> your wife's chasing you. Um, but and, and then like Glenn, you know, yes, most likely my life. Yes, that's absolutely true. <laughs> but. And, and, you know, Glenn, you know, who got into bike riding and, and was riding 30 miles a day. Oh, no. There, there's this thing that hits you, I think, where you do these extreme body 
you know, you're putting your body through a lot. And, and I think as an athlete, because I've always been so competitive, I don't know if you guys know that. I'm, you may not be aware. No yeah, idea. You, you may not be aware that I've been competitive my whole life, but you suddenly take on a competition of your whole of your own body, and you're like, right. "No, I'm going to beat this." You know, I'm, I'm going to push. Yeah. I'm going to push. I'm going to push. I'm going to push. And suddenly, you're knocking out three miles like it was. Well, it's never not like nothing, but you know. <laughs> I, I, that's how I feel. With that is, you get past. Um, I'm not big on treadmills, but the elliptical Where machine. I got my start. Elliptical. Freaking love that thing. I mean that. Oh, I love elliptical. I mean that and uh, rowing machines. It's too freaking bad. love Ooh. rowing machines. Those things you get past, you know, the first two minutes, go yes. for hours. You know, the you rower, just have to get past that mindset. The the rower works more muscles in your body. The the rower does more things to your body than any other type of weights or treadmill yep. or or elliptical the rower is absolutely amazing and listeners if you're listening orange Theory, that's one of orange theory's things is, is the rower that's one of their big that's their oh. core piece and I love if that you machine. go to a gym and and you learn your rhythm and you get yourself a pace and you get yourself going yep. you know you, you you work out your legs you work out your arms you work out your lungs it's it is honestly the best piece of equipment that you could ever use. Absolutely. You just need to learn. The one thing that a lot of people, um, when they're working out, don't understand, there's not only a rhythm for your body when you're working out, but you need to get that rhythm with your breathing. Because if yes. your breathing is not there, you're gonna you're going to literally yeah. wind yourself very quickly. Yeah. You're not giving you know. birth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're, you're not giving birth at all. Just take no, it easy. No. In don't through the nose, little... out through the mouth. In yeah. through yep. the nose, out through the mouth. Don't do those little teeny, you know, little teeny breaths that are going to make you so lightheaded that you're going to pass out. Yes. Oh, that's Absolutely. that's the other thing with this um, surgery and changing body. Medication has a completely different effect on you. Um, I have to take liquid Tylenol when I've got a headache. <laughs> Children, this much liquid Tylenol. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good to go to sleep now. Yeah, good. One ibuprofen. Wow, puts me off for eight hours. Wow. Yeah, and I made the mistake because again, I I do have a tendency to be stupid. I one night took my regular dosage of pills that I had to have taken for umpteen years, yeah. umpteen years, took them before I went to bed, woke up on the floor, gave myself the worst concussion I have ever had. Cause I was in oh, the bathroom and I just went back like that. So here's oh, my husband. Goodness. Here's me fall. Here's my son. Here's me fall comes running in the bathroom and it was the dumbest thing because I'm thinking, why it's didn't you put two routine. and two together? You're down a yeah. hundred pounds. Of course, you're not going to be able to take the same medication that you took before. And, and that's one of the great things. When I went into my doctor, she's like, well, do you take this? Nope. Don't need that. Well, do you still need to take this? Nope. I haven't taken that in months. That is well, fantastic. You need your inhaler. No, haven't used that in a year. I mean, it's, you're losing all of this stuff because your body doesn't need it anymore. Great, Lorraine. 
That must feel really, right. really good. That is fantastic. I, I, I've always been a proponent of, yeah, less meds, the better for your body. Less chemicals Absolutely. in your body, always going to be the best for you. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's stuff that, of course, I'm going to be taking for the rest of my life, but now I just take a lower dosage of it, you know, or I don't have to take it as, as often. Um, one of the, one of my um, mental health pills, because I'm sure you guys probably never realized this, but I have a huge anger problem, um, or I did. I was up to the maximum dosage of my uh, depression medication. Now I take half of what I took before. And when I go see my doctor in September, I'll be taking half of that because. Fantastic. Yeah. You don't, you don't need it. It's interesting what that amount of weight First time does chemically you to your body. Problem. Wow. Fantastic. First time Fantastic. I learned you had an anger problem. Am I? Uh... You're breaking up, Sean. I can't hear you. I just wanted to tell you that I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Yeah, massive anger problem. When I was in, yeah, high school and college. Oh dear God, the the rages were whew, good time had by all that was around me. And then you you add um, tequila to that. I actually picked a fight with a guy. Nice. Stupidest move I've ever done. Thankfully, he was smart and, and didn't take me up on it because he would have kicked my ass. And to this day, we're still friends, which is, well, you guys know him, Brian Lefevre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Work with Brian. Many, many, many. I've known Brian since kindergarten. Love, love <laughs> Brian. Got into, wanted to get into a fist fight over Uno. That makes sense. Who does that? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I've who, I've done that. Who hasn't I've, gotten I've, uh, I've upset in a game of Uno? Us competitive people. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. I was. Can you hear me yeah, now? That's true. Okay. Well, I was uh, I was trying yes, to tell yes, you that much the better. first time I found out much you had better. an anger problem was in kindergartner. It was in kindergarten, and you beat me up on the playground. Oh, I did not. I've, I, uh, or maybe Marine, I did. I'm going to share with you that everybody has beaten Sean up in one time or another <laughs> in their life. It's just a common story and thread. It's why we love him so much. You're such a good punching bag. Such a good punching bag. Emotional. I'm an emotional oh. punching bag. <laughs> so, Sean, do you have sorry. something right here? Do you have something right here? Like, are you growing a beard? Oh, that's what it is. It just—it's coming he through. He had like... a goatee, but he shaved it. <gasps> Why? I think fa- I think the, the fact that men can grow facial hair is the coolest thing ever. I mean, I know there's some women out there that can grow it too, but <laughs> I think it's just cool. By the way, women do not like that compliment, just to let you know. <laughs> no, don't give them that compliment. I mean, if I was a guy, I would be sporting, like, the full lumberjack. I mean, I just Here's the school. problem, though. Okay, this is what women do not realize. Facial hair is hot. It is extremely hot. 
I will grow a beard from October through about May when I get so pissed off and I'm like, fuck it. I can't take this shit anymore. And I just shave it because I can't handle sweat on my upper lip at all. So it's, it's gotta go. It's, it's done. We kind of do understand that because we grow it in other areas and, uh, Nobody in those same areas. Yeah. No, no female wants to be sporting a full bush in July. Same reason. There's sweat. You don't want to be doing it. You don't want to be doing it. Plus, it's not attractive when you're like wearing a swimsuit. So there's that. It's scary. It's like you're carrying your kitten with you. It, well, yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes sweaty lips. <laughs> and on that note <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us Loreen I know we've thank had some you. technical difficulties but thank you so much for sharing your story it's an incredible story um, I I love hearing people's different ways of how they've succeeded and you've definitely succeeded thank and you so, thank you so much for joining us you bet anytime anytime